Hi, this is Buzz Burbank. I never listen to Let's Talk About Treks, but if I was going to listen to a show about Treks, it would be this one. Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, an episodic review of today's visions of the future featuring Earl Grey and Jack Dorino. And now, we present to you, Let's Talk About Treks and their review of Star Trek Strange New World, Season 2, Episode 9, Subspace Rhapsody. Welcome, everybody. Hello, everybody. Are you going to make me sing this whole thing? Do you want to do that? We could. <laughs> I don't know if I could. It's okay. There's auto tune, apparently. Oh, is there? Yeah, there is. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, the show where we have a little chat with each other before we actually start talking about what it is we're talking about. Thankfully, the moose out front told you <laughs> what it was. I can't figure out what kind of moose you're talking about. It's a movie called National Lampoon, mm-hmm. and John Candy's character at one point has to tell the family that the park was closed and what he says when he explains this to chevy chase and his family is sorry folks park's closed the moose out front should have told you mm, okay but you're talking about the four-legged yeah it's called a moose it's an animatronic yeah. but it's like a it's like plastic moose that stands there <laughs> my name is earl gray i am jack dorino oh, i'm sorry <laughs> yeah go ahead you've got a wonderful voice uh, and we are and we are Let's Talk About Trek. That is what we do for this show. Today we'll be reviewing Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh-huh. Season 2, Episode 9, Subspace Rhapsody. That is the one. The release date is the 3rd of August, or was the 3rd of August, 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're interested, it's a longer episode. It's 62 minutes long. Oh, I am interested. Thank you for letting me know. It is the 19th of all of Strange New Worlds. Yes, it is. That means that this is the penultimate episode of season two. Yes. It is the 892nd of all of Star Trek. Okay. This episode was written by Dana Horgan with Bill Walkoff. However, there are 10 original songs in this episode that were written by Mm -hmm. Kay Hanley and Tom Pulse, Mm -hmm. uh, who are from the band Letters to Cleo. Kay Hanley's been the lead vocalist and guitarist uh, for mm-hmm. a million years and Tom Pulse hasn't been uh, their drummer since I think 2017 or two, 1997 it's been a while I'll say that <laughs> um, but they wrote the the 10 original songs for this episode I say 10 original songs because that's how it appears when I you know look up information about this uh-huh. but one of the 10 songs includes I believe the main theme song Right. They had a chorus doing the theme instead of just instruments. Correct. And then, well, so there's actually an EP for this episode, and it's got 11 tracks on it. Mm-hmm. And it so it features all of the songs, including the uh, main title credits. And then there's the end credits mm-hmm. as well, which is sort of a compilation of some of the songs that are in the episode. Yes. By an EP, are, are you referring to an album? Yes, it's a collection of tracks oh, okay. put together yes. in one presentation and and i'm just can... trying to avoid calling it a record or a cd yeah or an album <laughs> so it's available digitally on mp3 it on is. amazon.com yes it's also available as well as if other. you have an apple music subscription or presumably an amazon music subscription 
Ooh, okay, yes, exactly. Yeah. Subspace Rhapsody takes place on Stardate 2398.3. It does. In the year 2259. Mm-hmm. An accident with an experimental quantum probability field causes everyone on the USS Enterprise to break uncontrollably into song. But the real danger is that the field is expanding and beginning to impact other ships, allies, and enemies alike. This is the first musical episode of Star Trek since Mm -hmm. His Way, which was an episode, I think, of season six of Deep Space Nine. Why why don't they consider His Way a musical? That is a good question. There are about five songs in that episode. Okay. Uh, so it seems strange to me that uh, I've heard it touted so much that Subspace Rhapsody is the first musical because His Way was very musical. That was the episode that included Nana Visitor singing Fever. Could it be that none of those songs are original? It could be, perhaps. Okay. Uh, I also very much enjoyed the episode Chrysalis. Hi, Isaac. With all of the, the do re mi do re mi. I, you lost me. It's just the augments and they were singing and it had Serena who was sort of not really Dr. Bashir's girlfriend and she was sort of locked in place and just staring and you had like Jack who was like kind of wacky and zany and kind of off the wall and you had the really pretty lady who sort of oh, reminded those me of Lisa. yes yeah yeah and they were okay. there was an episode where they were singing mm. do re mi do re mi fa so la so oh, mi re right. do I remember okay. that now all right. I'm mad that I had to do the singing to get you to there. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to avoid maybe, doing that Maybe I did that on purpose. Yeah, I, I believe it. Earl Grey forced the thing to happen. I didn't force you. It was a joke. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, before we get to the part where we talk about all the songs, mm-hmm. because that's kind of the obvious part, uh, what did you think of the story overall? Like the idea of this subspace fissure they interacted with it it sort of changed the fabric of reality in a localized sector that could then be propagated through subspace antenna to the rest of the fleet it definitely was a good premise and a good way to kind of fry in an excuse to have a musical oh agreed a very a very creative way to get that to come about story-wise it was interesting that they went so far as to name it this time Mm -hmm. like they went all the way to subspace fold as opposed to just usually we would just call it an anomaly Mm -hmm. so we did yeah we did a little bit of the upgrade on the star trek formula of the subspace thing makes all this stuff happen yeah what other sort of universes do you think it could improbability us into like so we've got musical i imagine there's got to be like an anime universe Mm-hmm. They clearly live in the sci-fi universe, I guess. <laughs> well, with the constant mention of improbability fields and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I was reminded of the improbability drive from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. So maybe there's a more of a universe that's a little bit more controlled by improbability, where improbability drives can exist rather than warp drive. Okay. Sure. Yes. I don't know what that means. You would have to describe an improbability drive to me for me to understand what you're saying here. It's just a drive that is based on the improbability of anything occurring. Yes, but what, okay, so I think my question here is what beyond the name does it have Mm -hmm. to do with this episode of Star Trek? Well, I suppose it would be a universe based on the Hitchhiker's Guide series instead of on Gene Roddenberry's creation. 
Is that not this universe? Are they not the same universe? Are they? I why wouldn't they be? What prevents it? You're right. I guess Hitchhiker's Guide takes place in the mid to late twentieth century Earth okay. time, so right. there's no reason that Earth couldn't be developed into a twenty fourth century version of Star Trek. Huh. Okay. So not to repeat myself, but what sort of universes do you think could also be created in addition to the one that already exists? I think I think do you think there's a bunny universe where... Oh, where the, they are bunnies? Where they are bunnies, and maybe mm. they're at war with the Cations and, and the Kazinti? Oh, that's like the John Updike universe. All of our people are rabbits, and then there's other, <laughs> you know, other animals. Oh, uh, Watership Down? Yes. I feel like there's a cartoon universe that has the different animals being different, like, factions. I cannot remember what this is, though. Oh. I might just be making it up. No, it doesn't feel like you're making it up. There is a comic book series uh, called Black Sad. It's a French comic book, and all the different animals represent the races of Earth. There's German Shepherd police officers, and the detective is a black cat, and there's a faction of all white animals. Oh, I guess I'm just thinking of a furry universe. Oh, well, Zootopia certainly was was like that. So maybe a Zootopia. Ooh, that would be neat. <laughs> Ooh, is that your backdoor pilot for today? Sure. Okay. If it's not, it might be mine. Did you have one for today? I kind of did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it can that can be mine. Okay. How about the the Zootopia uh, Star Trek crossover where all the different <laughs> animals are the different species of Star Trek? Yeah. They're they're yeah. all just animals. Yeah. Which is kind of how it is already. They're all just <laughs> The other thing you could go with was Disney's Robin Hood, too. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yes. Just like that. Yes. You thank know, you. the lion is a king. I gotcha. But... So the story, what, like we've discussed, was, was kind, of, kind of a typical Star Trek story. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, the parts that made it stand out story-wise mm -hmm. were, okay, so the whole thing with Spock. It's very upsetting to see it from his perspective. That his his little his little I'm the ex song like that was yeah. very depressing. <laughs> but I really felt for him. It, it kind of made me sad. I wasn't sure how he was taking. I mean, I I understood the mathematical representations. Oh, that was very that was very interesting and clever and very Spock. I thought. What was there a double meaning behind being the ex as in ex? Yes, because. He is the ex in that song, but part of the lyrics of that song says that I saw a in my computation, but this vital information, the variable so devastating. I'm the ex. So not only is he the ex versus Y, but he's also the ex boyfriend? Correct. That's okay. That's what I was thinking. Well, not versus Y, but he was he solved for Y, meaning like he he's yeah. he was originally the X, which didn't have the meaning of EX, right? Because he yeah. was the the thing that needed to be solved for, and he solved for the puzzle of himself. He found Y. He found his Y, mm -hmm. his raison d'être in this chapel, Ooh. right? And it sort of changed his life. But now that she's been changed by this other other variable, mm -hmm. namely Boimler telling them what the future needs to be. So now he is the X, the other X. So who's his Y? Is it Dr. Nurse Chapel? Well, not anymore. He solved for Y, he's found his Y, and then he had his Y taken away. 
So he's just left with X. This is a pretty depressing song for me. We also know that he'll be the X of his other Y, which is... Dupring, sure. Yes. Yeah. I also like the conversations between Pike and Patel and what's mm-hmm. what's going on with that. So yeah. I feel like there was there were basically like those three story elements, the subspace fold, and then what's mm-hmm. going on with Chapel. And actually, there was a lot because there was what's going on yeah. with Laon and Kirk. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much Mbinga. No, there wasn't. But what Mbinga there was, it was great. Yeah. There there wasn't that. There honestly wasn't that much Pike. As far as singing it. I mean, he got the whole song about, we're talking about this in public and I don't want to talk about this in public. Yes. Why am I talking yeah. about this in public? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the overall story I thought was was pretty good. Hey, listen, why don't we do this really quickly? Why don't we uh, take a little break, come back, we can do the polls from last week and then maybe continue with the rest of this episode. All right, let's go to break. Hello, I'm Andrew. And I'm Isaac. And this is Unplanned Unplanned Trek. Trek. Why are we here, Isaac? Well, because we like the guys from Let's Talk About Treks. And we really love Star Trek and we really love planning. Unplanned Trek. Welcome back, everybody. Howdy. Thank you for sticking with us. Yes. Thank you for not turning off the... (laughs) podcast player <laughs> so the first polls that we have for this week yes are from last week two weeks ago oh okay the, the first two polls that we have are some uh, addendums that we have from uh the week or the episode that we did prior which was those old scientists correct okay yay <laughs> <laughs> we had two makeup polls that were our funniest Okay. And our worst lines that we somehow missed last. Okay. Let's do them in that order. Okay. So our funniest lines, the choices were both from Una. Uh Uh-huh. When Una says, Your flagrant disregard for temporal protocols by telling me this is deeply troubling. But thank you for telling me. Sure. And And then when she also says, I don't want to know. Okay. This is funniest line or worst line? This is funniest line. Okay. The winner for this week is Una. Oh, so I'm that's utterly shocking. <laughs> With fifty-two point four percent of the vote, she actually people preferred her short I don't wanna know. I don't wanna know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Which somebody mentioned that it sounded like a chicken. Yes, that was during our last episode that was said by Jack Dorino. Oh, okay. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Tracks, so. <laughs> And then our choices for worst line were when Commander Ransom says, Oh, numero una, hottest first officer in Starfleet history. And then you had suggested this for a a best line, but I thought it was kind of a worst line. When Boimler is uh, sucking up to Pike and he mentions his strengths and his great hair. Oh. Okay. So you got both of the choices for worst line you know i listened all the way through the whole episode to try and figure out what you wanted for your worst line and i, I never heard you mention a worst line okay so which one of your choices won numero una one with 52.4 percent of the vote awesome i think it's time to move on to our polls for the episode under the cloak of war that is correct we have polls for mvp lvp funniest line 
most inspirational line, as well as worst line, and backdoor pilot. Can we start with worst line, please? Okay. Our worst line choices are... Congratulations, Head Nurse Chapel. From Martinez. All right. Or when Dakra is talking to Spock, referring to Klingons as... A warmongering race, limited by ideology. Because they're both races limited by ideology. And with 58.8% of the votes, very close. Martinez wins for his line about the head nurse. All right. Congratulations. Thank you, everyone, for voting on that one. What was the least valuable player? Our least valuable player choices were Spock for burning the ambassador or Nurse Chapel for stalling the transports and potentially costing people their lives. Accidental murder. Yeah, don't, isn't that like manslaughter or something? I don't know. I, I get all those terms confused. I don't know anything about killing people. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> With 55.6% of the vote, Spock wins for burning the ambassador. Okay. He's the least viable player of the episode. I hope you have his <laughs> tiny little upside down starbase ready for him. <laughs> he will receive it in the mail next time. Awesome. <laughs> Let's do most inspirational line next. Our choices for inspirational lines were, and this one kind of surprised me. None of the rest of them didn't surprise Anyway, let's. <laughs> In Mega, we have to fight so that people we love can have a chance at peace. Uh-huh. And in Benga, again. Okay, with... so he's going to win. Yes. Good, good to know. Sometimes you pretend something long enough. Becomes the truth. Yes, the Peliaco. <laughs> yes, exactly. And with 52.6% of the vote, Bingo win. the pretend oh. until you believe it wins. Okay. Where would you like to go next? Most valuable. <laughs> Let's go to most valuable player. Our choices for most valuable player were Dakra for being the first Klingon ambassador to the Federation, or for the Federation, uh, so mm -hmm. soon after the war. Yes. And Mbanga for single-handedly keeping his demons at bay. What? I don't recall that. What are you talking about? Your choice was Mbanga. You didn't really... You, you kind of gave a long explanation as to why. Uh -huh. And more or less, I had to boil it down to basically... He kept his demons at bay. Did he, though? <laughs> <laughs> right up until he actually, you know, um, Dakra actually... Finally... Yeah, we don't know what happened. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, that I think that might have been why I had a long and winding explanation because it was like, you know what, OJ? And with 95.5% of the vote, Mbenga wins. Uh, that is very interesting. I would love to hear people's reasons as to why Mbenga was their most valuable player for the episode, whether it was because it couldn't be Dokra <laughs> or because of it was actually Mbenga. I'm very curious about that. I mean, he did teach Chapel or remind Chapel how to pump a heart that was still in the body. Sure. Funny that she would get out to the field as a head nurse and not know how to manually <laughs> stimulate a heart. I mean, haven't she, hasn't mm. she watched Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> ER. General Hospital. No, uh, oh, do they do medical procedures in General Hospital? They, do they not? I mean, I don't know. I don't watch daytime soap operas. Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, where we always tend to talk about things that we don't have any clue what we're actually talking about <laughs> it was so, it was sort of a joke because like a lot of daytime soap operas have a lot of sex scenes oh is general hospital a daytime a day, day, daytime 
maybe I mean Chopper John MD. I was I was trying to make a let's go older with the medical shows mm, because okay. ER is a little old. I mean, I think Grey's Anatomy and ER started at about the same time. No, Just Grey's Anatomy no, is still going. No, Grey's Anatomy is far newer. Okay. Anyway, where would you like to go next for the polls? Not Backdoor Pilot. That's last. Oh, okay. Our funniest line choices were Ensign Inman. We all just call it the moon. Okay. And Ortega's with... Why didn't you? As in, say no to Pike. Correct. And with 52.4% of the vote... Very close. I can see why it would be very close. Yeah. We just call it the moon. Yeah. these are Those are like <laughs> the two mildly funny lines <laughs> in that episode. This episode was deep. Yes, they quashed all the humor. They were like, no, no, no. Don't make people laugh. What are you doing? (laughs) This is not the episode for that. We'll save that for next episode. If this was an episode of MASH, this would have been an episode of MASH without the laugh track. Okay. Because they did that once in a while, Uh and you really knew when they did that that it was going to be a deep episode. Speaking of MASH, Mm -hmm. can you tell us about the backdoor pilots that we proposed for last week? Yes, Star Trek MASH, adapting Mbenga's experiences uh, during the war, as well as Nurse Chapels. And what was yours? I was curious about sort of extending that opening scene of Discovery Mm -hmm. and really viewing the Klingon war from their perspective. I thought that that whole thing with Takuma was very compelling. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of telling interesting stories like the one of Dokro but telling it from the Klingon perspective because I think the Federation perspective is one that's being wool pulled over eyes yeah I can see that Yeah. so I think that seeing it from a Klingon perspective would be interesting mm-hmm. I would also like to know what sort of diplomatic incident happened after the Klingons find out that Dokra is dead <laughs> and they say we, he came to you in peace and you murdered him you see that's how you are sort of thing you know so what would you have called that series uh, Klingon War. Star <laughs> Trek Klingon War. Well, I was kind of inspired by uh, comic book titles such as Punisher War Journal and Batman War Journal. Uh-huh. I suggested Klingon War Journal. Okay. Or Klingon's War Journal. Gotcha. With an apostrophe. Who won for the backdoor pilot for this week? With 76.2% of the vote, Star Trek MASH wins. Oh, interesting. Yes, that was a very interesting very interesting yeah. show although i was wondering would the a still apply for that would it be mobile starfleet surgical hospital so it should mush okay <laughs> mush so like we said uh. before there were 10 original songs in this in this episode right so you have the status report which was the first one you know that mm-hmm. spock starts out with the the intermix chamber and containment field are stable yeah and then you've got the connect to your truth which was very like uh, very like showy theater kind of thing like i would say gilbert and sullivan ish but i don't really know <laughs> gilbert and sullivan i yeah. just know of a couple songs and it's very jaunty it's like you know mm-hmm. which was the connect to your truth when una's talking to kirk Mm -hmm. Una witnesses that and she has her own little emotional breakdown in her quarters with the How Would That Feel, which is pretty cool. I I like that song a lot. We had the private conversation, which was Pike and Battelle in public having that conversation. Yeah. Keeping Secrets, which was a a little bit of the story of uh, Una mentoring La'an, which is sort of their theme. Okay, yeah. 
and you had I'm Ready, which was um, Chapel in the mess hall, kind of publicly dissing Spock. <laughs> and then you had Spock going and pouting in his quarters and singing about how he's the ex. And uh, and Una's like super inspired aria of by the way, uh-huh. Celia Rose Gooding has won a Tony already Ooh. for stage production for you know productions on stage. Okay. And they were nominated for a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they are clearly using the talents of them well <laughs> in this Good. episode. Right. We ended on another one that was called We Are One, which mm. was the part where the Klingons popped in and did the dubstep. And then you have the <laughs> subspace rhapsody end credits, which are that the mashup of the different songs. Yeah. You know, a lot of those songs are really enjoyable. I just yeah. gotta say, Ethan Peck has some pipe. I yeah. really appreciated his singing. He did a good job. They all did a yeah. wonderful job. Yeah, Ethan Peck has great pipes and guns, and I was shocked <laughs> by his singing in this episode. Yeah. I was also, well, I kind of expected it from Rebecca Mermaid, and I kind of expected it from Sally Rose Gooding. Okay. One that surprised me, which shouldn't have surprised me, was Christina Chong, because she has an EP that dropped on, it actually dropped on the same day as this episode, but <laughs> okay. she's known for her singing. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So would you say there would actually be a funniest song? Were, were any of these songs funny to you? Yeah, I would. I So I think that we can reasonably adjust the, the formula of the votes this week and apply mm-hmm. them to the songs instead of necessarily the lines. Okay. Uh, so that's why that's sort of why I went through the list of songs so that we'd have yeah. like a, a basic framework of you know what to what songs we're referring. Mm-hmm. So I do think that you could pick out a funniest song, and you could pick out a most inspirational song, and you could pick mm-hmm. out a most valuable song and a least valuable song. Mm. Okay. And you would potentially be left with a worst song only because it's at the bottom of the list of 10. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I think we can still do a most valuable player. Cause I mean, obviously they've still got a job to do, even though they're confronted with this difficulty. Okay. All right. So we can leave the most and least valuable people as people. Yeah. Okay. And just the lines change to songs. Uh, yeah, we can do it that way. But first I think we should go to break. I think we should as well. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Howdy. Welcome to the rest of the program. Thank you for sticking with us. We really appreciate you doing that. We appreciate you being here in the first place. And the second place. And I appreciate you being here, Mr. Torino. Who would you put in first place as, you know, a valued crew member, let's say, during this episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds? Oh, you mean like a most valuable player? That's a good way, yes, of restating what I said in a more direct <laughs> way. Sure. Too blunt. Oh wait. Um, Uhura. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, 
please tell me why why you chose Uhura so that I can think of different reasons to choose someone else. <laughs> she had a lot of the answers that they were looking for, mm -hmm. and she was able to lead them in pretty much the right direction. I mean, I guess Pelia read the, led them in the right wrong direction. Uh, I see what you're saying, experiment? but we were talking about Uhura. Let's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Uhura did a lot of what she needed to do in order to get the ship where it needed to be. Okay. Who who do you who would you call your least valuable player of the episode? <laughs> I just mentioned her. She uh, pointed them in the right direction for going the wrong direction. The reason I asked you before telling you mine is because we chose both the same ones. Oh, okay. Because it is yeah. definitely Pelia's fault that this whole thing happened. Yeah, I mean, it was a suggestion, and 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 her and Spock followed through. With I the mean, when they you have like... someone, I'm sorry. Yeah, when you have someone like Pelia telling mm -hmm. you, "Hey, let's yeah. try this," you know, yeah. and you are recently Kadetu Uhura and recently Instant Spock <laughs> talking to a Lanthanite, you're gonna be like, "Oh, yeah, sure. That's that sounds. That's what we should do." Wait. When your grandma is talking about something that you okay. realize that she knows about, mm -hmm. and you, you know you listen to your grandma, you listen to your elders. Yes, sure. Especially if she's talking about saving money during the Great Depression, or whatever. I'm going to call for this episode my least valuable player. Mm -hmm. I unfortunately I don't have his name in front of me, but the the Klingon captain. Okay. Uh, just because he his voice changed so much, I didn't realize it was still him singing. Okay. He started talking and he was like ba 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 ba, and then he starts singing. And he's like na 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 na. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it was very confusing for me. So kind of like in some animated forms when uh, you have the the voice actor, but the voice actor can't sing, so they pick somebody else that sounds similar to the voice actor to sing for the character. Uh, yes, similar to that. I, however, think that it was likely the same person. Oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. believe they probably picked the uh, Klingon captain with a singing voice in mind. Because you've chosen Uhura for this episode, I'm going to go with uh, Spock because okay. his songs were awesome. Like, and his singing was awesome. <laughs> and he started the whole, uh, the f whole first song off, mm -hmm. you know, the all systems ready like that whole thing yeah um i think it was called status report which by the way i nominated as my funniest song for the episode if i couldn't just pick a portion of a song like i really enjoyed the klingon singing and their dubstep and stuff you would then be choosing the final song except the final song is that whole thing it's that whole thing with the yeah. klingons as well yeah yeah i know which was we are one we are one was my inspirational song Okay. I mean, you're allowed to choose them in two categories. Well, I, I actually also put Status Report for your as funniest my funniest song. song. Well, isn't that interesting? Well, <laughs> <laughs> seems no reason that we should even prevaricate over this. Although, I have a backup for my funniest song. Oh, please, let's do that. Okay. Private Conversation. Oh, that was a pretty good song. That was a that was a pretty funny song. Yes. Yeah. Because they were definitely singing about needing to have this conversation in private, and they were having that part of the conversation in absolute public. <laughs> and it also yeah. ended with Pike on his knees doing the Picard de Luxana pose. <laughs> well, not only that, it, it had like some good acting by um, Ensign Mount. Yes. And... Um, he's like struggling not to sing and he's like I'm not supposed to be singing this why yeah. am I singing this and mm -hmm. they're still coming to grips with what's going on and they're still trying to figure out what's going on 
so the looks on his face are kind of you know it it's weird you know the acting that's the acting yeah. part right yeah, yeah the, the acting part it, it's it's weird uh terrans tend to take pleasure out of somebody else's uh pain well, it's not weird that Terrans do. It's strange if humans do. <laughs> I think Terrans are required to feel that. Oh, okay. Um, you know, like it's the, the classic football to the groin is always a, one of the videos on America's Funniest Videos, uh -huh. for example. Okay. You know, but who wants to receive a football to the groin just so that it can be on TV? <laughs> you know. Yes. So. So welcome back to Let's Talk About Humor. Once again, this is the show where we take the joke and not explain the actual joke, but explain the underlying reason for the humor in the joke and how it might feel to everyone involved in the situation. So that was your so your your funniest one. We've 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 pivoted it to we are one. No, uh, private conversation. Oh, thank you. Funny. Yes, funniest one. That is a good. That is a good one. I do agree. So status report and private conversation how about inspirational ones we probably chose the same inspirational one as well i did put a slash and choose a second one just in case okay yeah uh, we are one is my inspirational oh okay awesome so so i'm so glad to say that uh keep us connected is my choice for the most inspirational song just because just because like it was so soaring and so mm -hmm. like full and bright and vibrant and it felt like a great song and i was glad to have uhura having her uh have yes uhura having her space as celia rose gooding did their singing for her yeah i mean i i almost chose that as my my most inspirational but i was also kind of a little biased okay um some of my favorite soundtracks are uh the lion king soundtracks and okay. there happens to be a song on the set from the second movie called We Are One. Uh -huh. And it's kind of along the same lines. Simba and his daughter Kiara are singing together about duty and responsibility okay. and family. And but can I still be myself if I've got this big plan to be a part of this family and be the uh next monarchist it's funny you should bring up disney because earlier when i was trying to think about what simple explanation about this episode i was going to give toward the beginning of this episode of let's talk about treks um i was thinking that uh you know this is the episode where disney realized that they bought the wrong franchise <laughs> so i don't see a musical <laughs> star wars out there and it's surprising because it's disney right like this is this episode uh -huh. is kind of what i like there was some talk at some point about Disney possibly, you know, getting their hands on the rights to Star Trek. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to do like musicals and stuff. But <laughs> it appears I was wrong. You know, what, what What did you think of this episode overall? Because I I really enjoyed it. I, I'm not like a huge like musical buff. Uh -huh. Like I've never yeah. seen Hamilton. I mean, I also liked The Lion King, you know, when it came <laughs> out and I was, you know, a kid. Yeah. There's some musicals yeah. that I've been to that I like, you know, Rent. Uh -huh. I don't go after musicals. I don't, like, know a whole bunch of, well, I might know a couple of musicals, sort of, you know, the words of, of a lot of the songs in my head. But, like, it's not, like, my big thing. Isn't it required a part of our culture? Be, liking musicals? Our combined culture? What's our combined culture? Define this for me, please. LGBTQ. Oh, um... No, it's not a requirement. 
Oh, okay. It's well, probably. I mean, my dad had the uh, Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack. Okay. I think at some point somebody introduced me to the um, Phantom of the Opera soundtrack. My, it might Oof. have been my dad. That sounds like grooming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just kidding. Says <laughs> Jason. Well, I mean, my dad tried to introduce us to a lot of culture from Broadway okay. to Mozart and Beethoven. That's dope. Queen to Genesis. You know, I feel bad because I didn't get a lot of exposure. It's quite to... an expansive range there, sir. Yeah, I know. It's, I didn't get a lot of exposure to to country. I didn't get a lot of exposure to R and B or rap or or any of that. Oh, you didn't get your Urban Essentials. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh why but i did i did actually later on in my early adulthood get some exposure to that but okay i, I still haven't gotten any exposure to country and my neighbor's favorite style of music is country and i i just can pick every single time i picture myself shoving my finger down my my throat as far as it'll go okay every time he starts talking about Country. I mean, there's been a few country songs. The visuals on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, especially if they've made it to the top 40s or like really popular covers of uh, other band songs like her. Uh -huh. Um, I mean, there's almost Nine Inch no Nails. Con the huh? one, the Nine Inch yeah. Nails one. Uh, uh, okay. There's no almost no contest that what's his name Willie Nelson did it better. I don't think it was i think it was johnny cash johnny cash but you. you know i i understand how you would put them together i understand how you would put them together no salt okay i am um, what now <laughs> was that no a shade. reference to cannibalism oh no 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 shade no salt not not gonna salt? be bitter for that salt is bitter no it's not it's salty <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> it's something one of my favorite channels says a lot, and I thought it was a thing. What that salt is bitter? Wait. No, no. no. Wait. She she'll say something has she has no salt over something when uh -huh. she's referencing something that she's not bitter over. What does she think that salt is bitter? Wait, I don't even care about that. Actually, well, I, I mean, I don't even. No, no, no. I don't even care. I mean, she's what? not said this. I've had to. <sighs> come to an understanding what she means by uh, no salt what so what I in, see. In, in maybe we should do a poll oh in, maybe she's saying that she's not being salty yeah she's not that's what she's saying and she's not being salty oh and i i've interpreted what she's saying is i'm no not being salt. bitter over this but i i don't think that okay i guess salty and bitter are the same thing in that context Oh, so, okay. But they're not the same. Anyway, um, welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, which is where we talk about phrases that we brought up that have nothing to do with, do you know, do you remember what I, do you remember I was like, I was like, we were just talking, what, what was the question I asked you? I don't even remember. We were just, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I, I, I'm not sure either. But so, you were talking uh, about how is I... It, I'm sorry, go ahead. You were talking about how I uh, get people confused quite often. And no, I, I wasn't. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> you, you were saying how I but get I can understand why you would. would think that. Okay, so what did you mean by that? Oh, I don't want to go into that. Do you, you, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so, hard to... It's, but 
okay so but overall i generally like musicals when they come up in a way that's well done and clever and has content that's relevant to me okay. like i liked rent when it came mm -hmm. out um yeah. i liked cats i was little when we went to see it mm. um i like when i don't like it when i don't like a planned musical so much in the sense of like as soon as we we start there's a little bit of action and then you just like randomly bust the into song I'm yeah like, yeah and then I mean, and I then would, like yeah. you get like 30 seconds of dialogue and then you bust into another song and you get like 30 seconds of dialogue and you go into another song i don't that's not that's not for me yeah i mean <laughs> as a kid i used to hate the sound of music yeah 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 like there's just i just but now here's the thing the caveat is if i go see it live mm -hmm. i'll probably like it mm. but not but not the way no <laughs> It's sort of like baseball. Musicals are like baseball. Like if I'm watching yeah. baseball on TV, I'm like, oh, oh, but if I'm going and I, to, and I go like to a baseball game, like I'm wrapped attention like the whole time, just like, cause I'm fully engaged. Well, I was like that with, I thought I was a hockey fan. I went to a hockey game when I was in high mm. school for the first time. Uh -huh. And we- Exciting, we, right? It was exciting, yeah. yeah. And we, it was such an empty stadium it was a small like farm team or something uh -huh. it was such an empty stadium that we got to move right down by the glass and every time you know people would crash into the glass and we'd be watching them zip across right in front of the glass uh -huh. um but then going to watch it on tv it's like yeah fox introduced that one thing where they would do you know light up the puck but it's like this is wait what and the, yeah. the scores are so low on those games yeah soccer okay. is a little bit more exciting or I'm sorry, football. Okay. Hi, Zach. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, it's hard to try to think about what I could possibly dare to pick as a worst song of the episode. Mm, okay. So I think that what I did is I came to a conclusion of, okay, well, where was this, where was a song whose like message was not great? Oh. So I kind of went to uh, considering that Spock was Spock, I'm like fully behind Spock. Like this whole episode all the way through, and so because there was that, I'm the ex. That yeah, I mean no, no, that was great. That was a good song. I mentioned that mm. earlier. So, but because I was so on Spock's side, oh okay, Christine Chapel rubbing in his face that she's leaving. Mm. I was like, eh, kind of a. Mm, I can see why he bully on him for just walking out quietly, because. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like I might have been like jumping up and down and be like, "Oh, good, you like," because she did this whole like song and dance routine, let's say, in front of everybody about ending their relationship and being fine with it. Like she literally did a whole routine about <laughs> about I, fuck you, Spock. I'm leaving anyway. Like, <laughs> like that's why because it was so it was so burlesque, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like woman getting independent from mm -hmm. the relationship and feeling empowered. Mm -hmm. and you know strongly expressing that empowerment as if spock did something wrong right like that's the way it's coming it that's what that that's the way it's coming across to me is that like um, she was well, she's like you guys i'm going home <laughs> yeah maybe that's why they reminded us in, in the uh, recap of their last scene together because their last scene together is she, she she literally said i i'm paraphrasing but i guess that's not literal or if i'm paraphrasing she said that she needed more space and Spock's like, oh, more space from the thing? And she's like, no, I need space from you. Uh -huh. and, and the hard thing is, is with this song, we don't know how it would have gone down if they hadn't been compelled to sing about it. 
Yeah, I mean, she might still have done a whole song and dance routine in front of everybody. <laughs> it probably would have been even less pleasant than this one for him, though. Yeah, but come on, who? And seriously, who just busts out into a song for no reason? People who are stuck with a musical uncertainty reality principle on their ship or something. <laughs> for my worst song, I was almost going to pick the song that wasn't a song and the conversation that La'an had at Kirk. Dude, you can't. Yeah, I know. Oh, I you said you almost. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said so almost. I'm going to okay. also nominate Private Conversation for that because, again, the, you know, it, it's, it's Pike fighting everything that he's trying to be compelled to do and it's just it, you can see on the look on, on Ensign Mount's face and on Pike's face of how uncomfortable he is about what he's being compelled to do. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. fighting with himself over this. Once again, Pike had great background <laughs> in this episode. There was a time in the first song, the status report song, mm -hmm. that suddenly Ortega starts singing and this man got <laughs> up from his chair <laughs> and walked around behind it as if like the chair was going to protect him from this crazy singing thing that Ortega was doing. Yeah, when uh, uh, Mitchell and Ortegas are kind of doing a song and dance routine on, they, the, uh, yes. on the console. <laughs> they definitely did a song and dance routine on the console and then Pike came over and joined their little song and dance routine. Yeah, which I can't wait to that? use this. I can't wait to use this new phraseology in in another episode. <laughs> like, like, uh, like Umbinga. Umbinga was minding his business in sick bay, mm -hmm. and then this Klingon comes in with this whole song and dance routine. <laughs> 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 Why do you think? Um, what's the actor that plays Umbinga? Oh, Babs Olusanmakan. I'm just going to call him Babs. I think that's fair. Why do you think Babs... Didn't... I mean, you could call him Mr. Lasanmakun, too. Y yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not sure if I could pronounce that right the first time. I'm, I would need to practice that for a little bit. I'm and secretly have... hoping that I'm pronouncing it right this time. Because <laughs> I do not have it in front of me. But I feel like my my mouth says Olusanmakun. Well, that compels me to say, well, we should have him on the show and he can correct us. Yes, please come and correct us, Mr. Olusanmakun, if your name is not Olusanmakun. Or even if it is, actually. Please come and congratulate me for getting it wrong. <laughs> uh, please, please. Anyway, I think I think it's, we've done enough of talking about the man's name. Okay. Leave that man's name alone. I, I noticed that Mbengo did very little singing in this episode. Yes, he clearly said he doesn't sing. Oh, okay. He did say somewhere behind the scenes that he doesn't no, no, sing. No, 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 no. He said in the episode. He said, oh. I was singing too, and I don't sing. Do you think that's... I don't sing. <laughs> good, good imitation. Yeah, there was some... Uh, from my understanding, there was some auto-tuning, and there was some like digital trickery to make some things happen mm. that needed to happen. So do you think Babs just has a prohibition against his singing? Oh, I don't know. I I don't know. I some people just don't sing. <laughs> some oh, people yeah. are allowed. To, you're allowed to be just an actor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, he's an awesome performer. Agreed. I almost picked him as my LVP because he did so little singing. Yes. But I'm pretty sure I want to stick with Pelia though. Yeah, you know what surprised me about Pelia was she sang even less than Mbenga. 
But when she did chime in, she sounded great. And I was like, why are they using more of her? <laughs> like, she sounded like she was, like, on Broadway doing a whole little song. And she sounded like that for, like, five seconds. And then that was, mm -hmm. and then she was no longer involved in the singing. Okay. Okay. I wonder if maybe, like, Whoopi Goldberg, she's a little bit more expensive to have on set. So, or maybe she has other obligations. Like, um, what's her face from Discovery? The, the engineering lady. Ignataro. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps those things are true. Well, I didn't speculating. That's what I'm saying. I was what? It's happening oh. right now. <laughs> I'm gonna this episode I so <laughs> so I say all that earlier to, about musicals and how yeah. like I'm okay with musicals. Like the you know, but I really like this episode. I did, yeah. <laughs> a whole lot. I there was a lot of chatter online about this episode sucks or like why would they do the musical and like oh mm -hmm. you can have one of some some wow. per, one person was like oh a musical star trek thank you no that's not for me not for me like what <laughs> you know no, not I... for me i'm above that drivel whatever it's singing in star trek like how could you yeah. have anything better chrysalis is a great episode his way is a great episode anytime someone sings in star trek it's awesome Mm -hmm. That's just my own well, personal opinion. And, and the uh, Discovery crew did a thing. It was, you know, not on on camera for the show, but 5, they did do. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one. Yeah, the one that we 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 um carried that here on. Let's talk about checks a few episodes ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where I first learned about it. Is on oh, you're on the so, show. I'm glad. Yeah, so thank Welcome you to for Let's talk about checks, where we're educational. <laughs> Yeah. We're teachers. Today's letter is brought to you by the... Oh, wait. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter um, D for Discovery. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Oh. No, it's not. It's brought, brought to you by the letter and by the letter P for Pike. Blah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think we've lost control of this episode of Let's Talk About Tracks. Did we have control ever? I'm trying to hold myself back from singing this entire episode. I think this, I think this speaks into how much we enjoyed this episode. And I think maybe I was surprised by this episode. I think I did kind of hear, oh, a musical? Oh, my God. And I was reluctant to watch this. I actually didn't watch it until maybe Saturday. Oh, I was very excited about it. In the trailers, there in the the trailers, like the pre before the season things, there was mm -hmm. definitely Uhura singing "Keep Us Connected," like at the peak mm -hmm. of the song. And yeah, I was but... really excited for this episode because I wanted to get to the singing. Miss Nichols has always been a singing performer in as her character. Yes. So correct. I mean, it's kind of connecting to to Miss Nichols with Uhura singing. So. Yeah, and... we're just continuing the character of Uhura as Uhura was established. Yes, she's. I mean, maybe part of this uh, this experience le leads into her further love of music or something. I don't know. What Uhura? Oh, perhaps potentially. We we did this. Um, what it was was it the the mm, Children of the Comet? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Children of the Comet. Yeah, I think where she was singing Vavu Vamba in order to. Mm -hmm make the things happen in the thing mm -hmm. with the sparklies yay yeah i remember that yeah. i know what you're talking about i'm gonna i'm gonna 
I'm gonna break convention if you don't mm -hmm. mind. I'll, I'll let me ask. Actually, let me just. So I'm gonna ask if I could break convention. I would like to give this episode mm -hmm. a ten three twenty three point six. Ten three twenty three point six. Yes. Okay. Can can I do that? Is that is it allowable? Six star date figures. Hmm, that doesn't check out. Yeah, you can you can you can break and break. I mean, because if not, I could just go ninety nine ninety nine point. <laughs> so I'm I'm good with either. Oh. Yes. Yeah, let me let me let me stay within. No, let me stay within the lines. Let's color in the lines. Hey, I mean. It, and I'll be ninety nine nine nine. At least 9. you didn't go to eleven. This this is true. I mean, unless you're going from zero it's, to nine. It's your turn. Oh, okay. You know. You know. You know. I want to know. I do. Okay. I can't remember if I actually wrote down a rating. I have here. 8904.4 but that might be my rating from the last episode and I think I forgot to change it. Let's go with 9482.6. Okay, let's go with that. There it is. 9482.6. Oh. I mean, like I said, it surprised me. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I was kind of groaning that it was going to be a musical and I'm like is this going to be the sound of music or is it going to be an episode of The Simpsons where it's like just perfectly built it well sometimes The Simpsons forces it too anyway I digress Okay. do we have a cocktail for this episode? no I mean we do but oh. uh, yeah we, we'll have a double cocktail feature next oh. episode our apologies it's been it's been a week there's been some some Las Vegas things happening. There's been some Grand Canyon <laughs> happenings going on. If you walk across Twitter, you might find some of that information, some of those uh -huh. pictures and et cetera. Maybe I'll put some up on the uh, on the page for this episode on our website, Ooh. which is let's talk about tracks.com. Don't forget also yes. you can give us a call or leave us a voicemail or you can even text mm. us at two zero two well, let me start with plus one two zero two five two eight. T-R-E-K. Mm -hmm. Now's the time when you ask, what's how do you what's the numbers for T-R-E-K? Yeah. I was trying to suppress a burp, I'm sorry. Okay. So what is a T-R-E-K? <laughs> that's that's eight seven three five. So oh. plus one two zero two five six nine eight seven three five. You can Great. you can leave us a voice message, you can send us a, a you can send you can send us you can send us a text. <laughs> Don't listen to the guy at the end of the episode who tells you a whole different number. He is not telling the truth. Oh, uh oh. I wonder how many of our audience actually listen to the guy at the end. Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, I mean, you have to listen to the guy at the end in order to, well, you don't have to listen to any of it. Actually, you can just fast forward. So I think it's exactly a minute long. So I think if you just hit the plus 30 twice once mm -hmm. the ending music start. I don't know why I'm giving you tips and tricks. You guys will figure them out. Especially since we sometimes drop in a uh, after credit scene, so you do want to listen all the way through to the end. Mm, this is what I've heard. I never listen. Got a question for you. Okay. You know what it is? N no. Then I should tell you. That yes, question please. is, what's the next episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds? 
Oh, that's right. We do need to get to that. The next episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds is Hegemony. When the USS Enterprise investigates an attack on a colony ship at the edge of Federation space, Captain Pike and his crew must face the return of a formidable enemy. This is the season finales, the yeah. end of the season, and I don't know, and you don't know, and I don't think anyone knows at present when Strange New Worlds will be returning to the airwaves, considering the SAG-AFTRA and WGA strikes in progress. Yeah, but they were renewed, right? So eventually it'll happen. Star Trek Strange New Worlds was indeed renewed for season three, yes. Okay. Here's a question. Do you have any speculations on who might die? Oh, you know, I've seen a lot of chatter about Battelle online, and I did watch the episode trailer that's at the end mm -hmm. of the Ready Room. I watched it on YouTube. I didn't watch the whole Ready Room yet. I just wanted to know, mm -hmm. see the trailer, because, yeah. you know. Um, so the implication during that is that Battelle might be dead. But I... I don't see them killing off Patel for any like the the things that people were saying online were like oh you know I hate Patel I can't oh I wish they would kill off Patel and they're like oh they mm -hmm. probably kill off Patel because the actress blah 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 I'm like mm. I I don't know what you guys are talking about I liked the you know Patel as a character I liked Patel's actress like yeah there was I see nothing wrong with the character like I don't mm -hmm. I don't see the point of killing off like like it's kind of like are we going to kill off one character one one you know big name character each season is that what now strange new world is going to be about like I get mean, hammer and then we get Vitell and then it's going to be somebody else and somebody i else i would be really happy okay, if so. they didn't kill every somebody off and i would also yeah. be happy if it turned out that engineering wasn't a cursed position i mean i was originally <laughs> speculating at the beginning of the season okay so pelia is obviously the new engineer are they going to kill off pelia now because oh, she's interesting you know, yeah, I hope they don't kill off Pelia. I hope they just transfer Pelia. They, I mean, they obviously teased else. Scotty at the end of the season, last season. Did they? Yeah, I mean, he's I on the ship it. somewhere. Well, there is a Scottish accent character on mm -hmm. the ship in the not Jeffrey's tube um, off screen. Oh, yes, and we just hear the voice in the background. Yeah, and there. Yeah, I got you. I do remember that. Okay. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, thanks for the reminder. Oh, or <laughs> reminded us about a thing. That's it for our show. I think that is. <laughs> yes. This is indeed the fumblement section. <clears throat> I'll pick it up and carry it. In there we go. Thank you. The last <laughs> yard. Okay. Um, we appreciate you being here. Until uh, next time. Here. Okay. Stay positive. Dream big. And you'll hear from us again soon. Are you trying to sing? No, I no, I was trying to think of something. Um, Support the continued making of this show through Patreon.com. <laughs> Let's talk about Treks is a production of Anodyne Relay, supported by the Star Trek fan community of listeners like you. We review the copyrighted works of Paramount CBS's Star Trek team, of whom no copyright infringement is intended. You can reach us via email at email at letstalkabouttreks.com. You can leave us a message at area code 202-804-6312. Our producer is David Moody, and our writers, Jack and Earl, are on Twitter as at Trekstalkers, and would greatly appreciate the obligatory like and subscribe from wherever you're listening now. We record on Lenovo computers with Zoom, mix with NCH Mixpad, and master with Kakos Reaper. Our intro, outro, and interstitial musics feature samples from Awakening by Waterboy from Pixabay.
Okay. I'm surprised the Klingons didn't do an opera. Right. Like you would expect them <laughs> to like really go Klingon with it, but they went kind of like where did they go? They went to like Backstreet Boys or something? I don't know. Is it, but is it seems Backstreet like, Klingons? I wonder how much of it was translated by the computer and maybe it didn't read right. What do you mean? Oh, well, the, like the, the visual information would be translated by the computer? Or just no, the just, just audio. the uh, audio would be translated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think and Klingons I'm... normally dance like that? <laughs> like, is that their usual dance? Like, have you ever seen a Klingon dance? I haven't. So I guess that's that's canon now. <laughs> it's the only it's the only well, way I've ever seen it. No, it's not because so they, they always... were being compelled by the the improbability. Yeah, but the feel. way that everyone was dancing on the Enterprise is how people on the Enterprise would dance normally if they would dance. Okay. This is I I think wouldn't you say that is that? Yeah, but it was in the field was caused by humans and there was being maybe the human activity nearby could have washed over them you can't just let me have things sorry <laughs> the, no okay Klingons like, dance like because that like now because now i'm trying to they picture like now i'm trying to picture like Vogue doing this like exactly those dance moves or like wharf doing this <laughs> like okay so i want to line up like galron <laughs> and wharf and Vogue yeah. and like uh uh, Martok and have them all do this very same dance. Hold on, it's happening in my head. Hold on, play <laughs> the music. Except Worf does dance with his sword. Just imagine him doing that very fast. Okay, and singing it at the same time. Okay, right. That's what I would expect of. It would surprise me that they went to yeah. what they went to. You would think their dancing would be a lot more brutal. It reminded me of the opening of The Outsiders. Or no, West Side Story. Yeah, okay. West Side Story. Where the, sure. where the gang gang members are, are snapping. Gang, gang. I'm sorry, that's what you said. I was... <laughs> uh, chitty chitty gang gang. Okay. All right, so... All right, anyway, so, stay yeah. positive, dream big, yeah. and you'll hear from us again All soon. Right. Peace out. <laughs> gang gang or something. Do you need a moment? No, I'm I I I don't I don't have anything here. Let me see. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll see if I can find a little a little thing. Oh, here I'll say this. I'll say um I don't know. I won't say anything. It's the end. There you go. There you go. The end, my friend. No, I was doing. I'm the. I was doing it to the tune of "I'm the X." I'm. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I got it. Okay, all right. I I'll, heard it. Okay. Oh, did, was that a part of the song? No. Oh no. <laughs> Just okay. All right. I'll I'll talk to you later. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stop this. Okay. Is it okay? How how are you doing today? I'm 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 fine. I'm having a good time. I don't okay. know why. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you swallowed it. Okay. How are you doing today? I'm exhausted. How was your weekend? It was exhausting. Exhausting? Yeah. In so many ways. I'm so exhausted. Something th- something you said in text or something made me wonder if 
uh, something similar to like "Don't Meet Your Heroes" kind of thing. Oh, going on. I think maybe it was more. Um, don't the antis- the anticipation don't of put going... your foot in your mouth when you meet your heroes, or like if Ooh. you're if you're meeting someone who's sort of like hero adjacent, then maybe be more cautious about how you engage them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I met Doug Jones. He was wonderful. And then I met another person and we had a contentious conversation because of the way that I started the conversation. Sorry. I no, no, no. There's nothing like... to apologize about. It was a learning experience for me and somebody in the very different, several very different ways. Mm. I thought it was kind of like, oh, this convention, I have so much hopes for it. And then you got there and it wasn't as fun as I had no hopes it for it. Oh, okay. I had no hopes for it except like, so I would, I expected to like sit in a room with a, mm-hmm. some panels of Star Trek guests. And I did mm-hmm. that after day starting day two because day one mm-hmm. i couldn't figure out the app because the code mm-hmm. that they wanted you to put in for the convention was not stlv 23 but instead stlv 57 so it took me mm-hmm. a day to realize okay let me go to the information booth and find out why i can't load any of the events on my calendar and it seems like everybody's mm-hmm. going to things and seeming very chipper um oh. but that was on me so i I've, i find out often that when things don't go well for me it's generally on me <laughs> no comment yeah um i've already so, stopped the recording so so um so what else was gonna say yeah so there's so there's that it was fine i, I, I was, I was very anxious that... about it before i went because uh-huh. i was like what if it's stupid <laughs> well see that's kind of my speculation on if i were to ever i don't know if i'd want to go to a, a an x specific convention or just Uh a broader uh, comic book convention Mm -hmm. i think that going to maybe san diego comic-con might be different than going to say um retro computing con okay maybe that is a little bit broader um but or or star trek star trek convention or uh star wars celebration or something okay that makes sense because no I'll allow it. <laughs> I, one thing I was going to suggest, but I didn't get the opportunity is... You didn't? There, okay. Oh, I forgot to have my previews with me so I could read you the descriptions. Okay. I guess I could read them off, off the record to you. Sure. You to I don't know. The one with Leo Bronze in it. Saying. Sure. I don't, I don't know what's happening, but go, go ahead. I'll be right back. Okay, and we're gonna, it's going to take you even more time. It's in the other room. It's in the the other room. Yeah, you don't have to explain. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Star Trek Resurgence trade paperback. Okay. Don't miss the official comic book prequel to the Dramatic Labs narrative adventure game from the lead game writers. On a 
wind swept planet or oh, this is the video game that i've been playing for the oh, last okay. yeah there's a prequel coming oh okay cool bordering the notoriously hostile okay. terrain uh republic a site you you don't have to read it to me it's okay anyway i'm sure i'll read it later okay cool it's a trade paperback so it's a big for thing so it's 1990 and it'll be coming out in september cool doesn't do much all right anything else nope okay i'm gonna go make some food now i i don't know that i'll have this episode out today it might be tomorrow I accept that, and I understand. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Cheers. Sometime there's uh, two pages worth of comic books that are coming out. Oh, okay, cool. Right. Okay, bye now.